Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. When it finally clicks, why is the process so hard and easy at the same time? Like seriously, WTF? So this is such a great question. I actually find that almost everything that I've discovered in my life that is really true is very paradoxical, right? And it's interesting when you think about this in the context of alcohol, like it's very paradoxical, meaning two opposing things often exist at the same time. And when you think about having in this naked mind, I teach that we need to have basically endless grace and compassion for ourselves. In fact, the PATH program starts with what I call the pause, which is where I encourage people to stop trying to stop drinking so that they can get out of the very painful dialogue that's happening in their minds that has all of these opposing voices that are creating all of this internal conflict and controversy and infighting inside the mind. And so those voices sound like, Annie, I can't believe you drink again. What is wrong with you? This is disgusting. How can you do this again? Don't you care about anybody but yourself? You're going to kill yourself. What is your problem? And then a few hours later, the voice sounds like, oh, you know, we're going to get this someday. Don't worry. Today's been a hard day. We'll try again tomorrow. And that voice encourages me to drink. And often, you know, we think that we need to side with one of those voices. We need to say, okay, that one who's blaming me and shaming me is wrong, or that one who's encouraging me to drink and like slithering in, you know, some people will call it like the wine witch is wrong. And I need to actually take a side. But I believe that true peace actually exists in kind of a both and like accepting that both the voice inside your head that wants you to go ahead and have another drink because life has been hard is actually looking out for you, is actually trying to help you through the day, help you navigate your life. And actually that voice has your best interest at heart. It just literally has the wrong tool. Being alcohol is the wrong tool. And equally that voice that when you wake up in the morning and you've had a really terrible night the night before and you're hungover and you're miserable, and that voice is blaming you and shaming you and angry at you, that voice also wants the best for you. And it just is using the wrong, like that method of getting you to change your behavior with that anger and shame and blame and fear. It's just not the right method. In fact, behavior very rarely changes over the long term when we are changing with those tools of shame and blame. Or if it does change again, it will change in the short term. And it will A, either make people very miserable and they can sustain long-term changes, but very miserably, often relapsing eventually, or B, they relapse really early on and they, they go on to drink because the pain of really staying like of changing out of fear and shame and feeling like a horrible person. And that's why I'm not letting myself drink because I don't deserve to drink anymore is a really painful place to be. And so often we're like, okay, well, we have to take a side here. And in the PATH program, I first say like, well, let's at least quiet the vo voice that's the loudest, which is that voice that's blaming and shaming you. And let's make peace with exactly how much you're drinking. And let's start to learn new things about alcohol. 
And when we do that, not only does a person start to awaken self-compassion for themselves to realize that they are literally doing the best they can with the tools they have, the tools have just been like shame and blame and alcohol. All three of those are ineffective to true change, right? That it's just really counterproductive to how change actually works in the brain and the body, but also they start to learn new things about drinking and in learning those new things, all of a sudden they stop wanting to drink as much. So in the question was like, why is it so hard and it's so easy? Well, when you change and rewire your subconscious belief systems, your desire for alcohol changes and that desire for alcohol changes. And that sounds like, uh, I just don't want it. It just doesn't even sound good. I poured this glass of wine and I'm two thirds of the way through it. And I just, I think I'm going to pour the rest down the drain. Or I just forgot to even get out the wine tonight because I just wasn't even thinking about it because without desire, there's no temptation. So when you actually change your desire, it can feel incredibly, incredibly easy. At the same time, the patterns that you have in your brain telling you that this is going to be hard, this is going to be miserable, this is going to make you feel sad, this is going to make you feel lonely, those can be really difficult. So the actual not drinking when you rewrite your subconscious can be really easy. The patterns and overcoming those patterns that tell you that this should be much more difficult can be really hard. And even more so the internal battle that you've been going through and trying to make peace inside your mind by not making either side wrong can be really hard. I have a feeling that even in me trying to explain this, people are probably feeling like, okay, that's a little bit confusing. It's because it is, because the way to make peace inside your mind is not by making either of those voices wrong, not making the voice that's shaming and blaming you wrong, but also not making the voice that's like, you know, convincing you and persuading you to have that drink wrong. It's about recognizing that both of those voices really want the best for you. They want to protect you. They're just going about it in different ways. They want you to feel happy and healthy and whole. They're just going about it in different ways. And they've been equipped with the wrong tool. The tool of the voice, you know, from our society, if you want to change behavior, we have to white knuckle it. We have to use willpower. We have to use shame. We have to use blame. We have to get mad at ourselves. That's very much in our cultural norm. And so, but that tool is actually not effective over the long term. But when we keep relying on it, it can feel really, really hard. Equally, when we move into what feels like almost scandalous because it feels so easy in grace and compassion and allowing that we might have a data point, which is what we call a relapse around here. And it's okay. And actually, you should bring it into the group. It should be celebrated because you're learning. Like that's so counterintuitive. It feels good. It feels easy, but it's so counterintuitive that we have a tendency to slip back into, but that can't really work. Work. That sounds too good to be true. That's too easy, right? Equally, the other voice, the voice that is just like, look, you're doing the best you can. You know, you don't worry. Like we'll, we'll fix this eventually. We'll try this tomorrow. That voice can feel really easy to give into in the moment, but then you feel so that voice just has like literally the wrong tool. And alcohol is the wrong tool. Alcohol is never going to make you feel better. It's never going to relax you. Alcohol releases adrenaline cortisol in the body. It doesn't, it doesn't make you feel good over time. You need more, not less of it over time. It actually steals your brain ability to experience joy over time. And so it has this very easy, like, don't worry. And it feels very easy to slide back into, but then it feels very difficult because then you had a few too many drinks and then you're beating yourself up again. So it feels so easy when you allow the process to happen because the process works. It's scientifically sound. And it starts by 
ending the cognitive dissonance, ending that internal battle in your mind, rewiring your subconscious belief systems, and then just trying on this new lifestyle. And that process works and it works incredibly well. Why it feels so difficult is because all along the way, your brain is rebelling against the process because you have such deep seated cultural and like norms, how it should be that you just can't believe that it should be that true or that easy. And so you you go backwards into into blame, into white knuckling, into shame, into just even feeling like this surely isn't going to work. And so you, you end up creating a lot of pain there. Um, and so it's a great question and everybody's experience is different, but I can really relate to some parts feeling very difficult. It shouldn't feel this easy. This doesn't make sense. And, you know, some parts feeling very easy and then that even, even that making me feel uncertain. So, but the process is sound. The process at this naked mind is, is relatively simple. We call it the liminal process. You end cognitive dissonance. You put down those weapons of blame and shame first so that you can awaken time and space in your mind to allow self-compassion. And then you rewire your subconscious belief systems through a whole series of, of different activities that we do, information, repetition, all sorts of those things. And then you adopt an ex experiment mentality, which allows you to just try on drinking or not drinking and see how it works for you in your life. And that whole time you're holding yourself with grace, you're going so far as to even celebrate your data points because a data point is simply having a drink when you didn't intend to or didn't want to. And there's so much learning and knowledge as long as we don't judge ourselves for them. I hope that makes sense. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how This Naked Mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.